I obviously didn't graduate with a degree, you know, in business or marketing. A lot of it was um, just learned experiences. So through my internships, um, on the job learning, mm-hmm. um, and just reaching out to other, you know, um, colleagues that have been in the marketing and, um, you know, advertising world for a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 145 of the Camino Voice. Today, I speak with the Economic Development and Marketing Manager of, for the City of Stainwood. Please welcome Sarah Cho. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview local business owners, comedians, singers, and more. I dive into their backstory to find out how they got where they are, What are some of the tips for you to do the same and find out where they're going? Tune in every week as I interview more of the people you see every day. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Commando Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. How's your guys' week going? Um, Last week's episode, uh, I said I was going to try and do three posts of some sort per day, per week, not day, holy crap, uh, per week. Um, on the Camino Voice Instagram. So if you are not following me there, follow me at the Camino Voice on Instagram. And I'm going to be posting random things. And for those who saw my first post of this, will agree that or realize how random I meant. Um, I did a quick video of just me, and then I flipped it over, and it was of our mealworms, which are uh, have turned into beetles at this point. And uh, just all of them writhing and eating styrofoam because they eat styrofoam, which is why we have them. Um, so, yeah, I got lots of comments from that. Uh, sorry if I grossed you out because they grossed me out. And uh, so I wanted to share that with you. You're welcome. Uh, anyways, I've got uh, a few. I've got other video ideas coming up. I'm not good at them. Um, so don't expect, you know, the high quality TikTok quality that you're so used to on social medias. Um, but I'm hopefully I will get better at them much like I have with this podcast. Um, so, um, again, follow me on the Insta, uh, and I would really appreciate that. All right, here we go. Today I am interviewing, uh, Sarah Cho, who, as I mentioned in the the opening is the economic development and marketing manager for the city of Stanwood. That is a mouthful. Um, so she has been with the, the city uh, a little less than a year or a little uh, right coming up on a year now. And um, <clears throat> she is uh, really excited about the changes and stuff that they're trying to do to Stanwood to try and improve it. Uh, for those of you who live in this area have known, Stanwood, like all cities and stuff, have gone through ups and downs. And um, I think the, the new team that is in the, you know, the leadership positions within the government, uh, as well as with the Stanwood Chamber, um, I think all of them are really passionate and excited to see Stanwood grow and um, to really become a thriving like business community and a fun place to go. Um, and so, um, she is part of that, of really leading that charge. And she also has taken Discover Stanwood Commando under her wing. So that's kind of her project as well. Um, so all of those different things that she's kind of working on in the background, um, to try and make the city stand out. Um, and so I got to talk with her about like some of the things and what are the changes that are coming in and, uh, what's the current state of Stanwood and what are you kind of hoping that it turns into? So we get into all of that and more, uh, plus you get to hear her background to how she got here. And, um, yeah. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Sarah Cho. 
Hey Islanders and welcome to another episode of the Commando Voice. Today I'm here with the Economic Development and Marketing Manager for the City of Stanwood. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah Chill. Hi, thank you for having me, Brandon. Yeah, uh, great to have you on the show. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Sarah. Yeah, so um, I'm relatively new uh, to the Stanwood Kameno community. I moved to Kameno um, late last year. Um, I obviously am also new with the city as well. Um, I am the economic development and marketing manager, and I started uh, working with the city last year. Uh, prior to me um, coming to Stanwood and Kameno, um, I was actually uh, living and working in Federal Way, Washington. Okay. Um, so I was there probably for the last 10 plus years of my life. So that was kind of home for me. Okay. Um, didn't grow up there. I did grow up actually in the Portland area. Um, okay. But I identify, um, you know, King County, Pierce County as kind of my home or my where I grew up. So um, that's where I was prior to me coming here um, to Stanwood. Okay. Yep. Very cool. So what was it like growing up in Portland for you? Um, so I, I moved... Um, actually to Washington, relatively young. I was still in elementary school, but as far as my experiences in Portland, um, I would say they were very similar to my life in uh, Federal Way or Washington in general. I didn't see, you know, any big changes. Um, but like, like I said, even though I'm from Portland, a lot of my family is in Washington now. Okay. So I kind of have my roots more in Washington than I do in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so then growing up and stuff, what was, uh, what were kind of your things that you wanted to do in life? What were things that interested you? Yeah, so as a kid, um, I did a lot of stuff um, in school. So I did a lot of like academic-based things. So I was in speech and debate. I did FBLA. Oh, nice. um, I also was very big in music. So I was active in my school choir, my church choir. Um, so I did a lot of um, music-based activities uh, growing up. So. I, when I was younger, I thought maybe I would either go into maybe something like in the business world or if I followed something with music. I didn't think I was going to become like a musician or anything, but um, I, I really enjoyed um, doing music as a child growing up. Yeah. 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 Did you, uh, you mentioned singing. Did you also play certain instruments? I did. Um, I played clarinet for like a month and I okay. gave up. <laughs> and then that's when I pivoted to choir. Um, but then I also did piano and then... I don't know why, but I picked up bass guitar. Okay. I tried guitar and I couldn't do it, so I just pivoted <laughs> to the bass, and I did that for a little bit. I, I played in church and things like that, um, but those are the two instruments that I played actively. Okay, yeah. nice. Do you still play? Um, not as much as I'd like to. Yeah. Um, it's sitting in my closet somewhere, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to give it up. So. Yeah. yeah, it's always hard uh, with instruments because it's like, it's something that you feel like you can always just pick back up. Yeah. Um, but uh, they take up a lot of space, and then you're like, oh, am I going to get back to them? But, yeah, you know, yeah. you're like, I used to be able to do this. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, I used to play it, like, a couple times every week growing up, and now it's just, like, not even part of my, you know, daily, you know, experience or activities. But I always hope that I'll get back to it one day. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've, I've uh, played piano, and then I taught myself guitar. But really, with guitar, it was just learning chords and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I'm able to pick back up on guitar okay because it's just I relook up the chords. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. The finger string's not there. But when it comes to piano, like, I was playing these pieces, and I look yeah. at them now. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I, I don't have a clue what I was doing You're like, back how then. did I read this before? I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All cars need gas. Yeah. I'm going through with every note. So um, very cool. 
So, um, okay, so then as you were kind of getting near the end of high school then, mm -hmm. what were you kind of looking at? You kind of had these different choices of where you wanted to go. Yeah, so um, I knew I was going to um, go to school in-state. Um, so I applied to several in-state colleges like UW, Seattle University, um, I think PLU, SPU. Um, and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do career-wise. I just knew I was going to college and that was my next step. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to UW. Um, not knowing what I was going to study. Um, initially, I thought I was going to do the traditional tract of like becoming a doctor or becoming a lawyer, kind of like every okay. parent's dream. Um, so I initially um, was studying to be in environmental science, actually. Okay. Um, but quickly I learned that this was not the program for me. Yeah. Um, so I pivoted to very a similar program as environmental studies. Okay. Very similar, but just... Um, a little bit of different focus. And then from that program, I actually took a um, sustainable, I think it was like a sustainable urban development course. And there was actually a program at UW called Sustainable Urban Development. Okay. So from that one class, I was like, okay, I think this is a program for me. So I actually switched my major again um, and ultimately ended up studying sustainable urban development at UW. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so in that and kind of, going through those was um, how how long did, did that add a lot to your time at UW or were you able to still finish yeah. in that so short time? I actually participated in a program in high school called Running Start. Oh yeah. So um, I didn't do it for the two full years. I did it for one. So I was already uh, one year ahead when I entered college. Okay. So essentially if I stayed on track, I could have uh, graduated college in three years. Um, but because I changed and I actually added, you know, um, some certificates and some uh, minor programs, I ended up doing the traditional four years. Okay. Um, but I think it worked out in the end because I got to take a lot more classes and see what I was interested in. Yeah. Um, but for the Running Start program, I recommend that program to anyone that can take advantage of it because yeah. it lets you kind of uh, test and see what you want to do um, in college if you pursue college while you're still in high school. Yeah. 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 We had a, 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 a guess like another person going to college at the same time as us <clears throat> that I was going to college. But she had done the track of doing the full two years of running start, went straight into her bachelor's. And then so she was graduating with her master's at like 21 or 22. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, you Wait. can graduate so young. <laughs> I, my younger sister, I think, graduated in three or two years also. OK. So like I'm like, you're so young. How are you done with college already? Yeah. But, you know, it's a great program. And if it works for you, I think it's great. So, yeah. No, yeah. that's awesome. So um, I, I think these are like from a high level view, they all sound somewhat self-explanatory with environmental science to studies and then sustainable urban development. But can you break down a little bit kind of the difference between those three and how they kind of rolled into each other? Yeah, so um, I, I would say for environmental science, at least in my experience, a lot of the students that were in that program, um, their plans were to either go into like the medical field or more science-based fields. Mm -hmm. So it's very heavy in, you know, the chemistry courses, biology courses, you do the whole series. Yes. Um, studies was a little, almost similar, except I don't think they made you do the entire science series. Okay. So you take, um, 
the required amounts, but more of the classes were, I, I want to say, like theoretical based, uh, more talking about the issues with environmental issues. Yeah. And then with sustainable urban development, it's applying that perspective of environmental studies and science, but more at an urban level. So how can we focus and address issues that, you know, communities are facing with, you know, developments, with growth? Um, how can we apply it um, to our community? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what was it that interested you in that as you when you took that one class in, in urban development? How did that what did that trigger? Um, if I remember correctly, I think it was one of the first classes where I felt like I had enough knowledge to actually be a part of the conversation. So in some of these science classes, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> I'm taking the tests, I'm doing the labs, and you know, I was going through the motions, but in this sustainable urban development course, you know, we were addressing issues that actually applied to myself, you know, to people in the community. So it felt more tangible and more, um, I don't know if realistic is a real word, but something I could apply in yeah. a real setting. And even then I didn't know like what that meant as a career, but I knew that um, I was interested in it at least. And I didn't feel that way necessarily about environmental science and studies. Yep. So I, I felt like I think this is the right direction that I should be heading in. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, when, once you graduated then, uh, what was your plan and what kind of <laughs> happened after that? Yeah, so um, when I was in my senior year, I was like, okay, I need to buckle down. I need to get some internships. Um, I need to ter transition into my career. Mm -hmm. And even then, I was still a little wary of, okay, what does this mean as far as what kind of jobs will I be able to apply for? Um, a lot of the people in my program typically went on to becoming planners, um, people in community development. Um, we have an element of our program that focuses on GIS. So a lot of people go into GIS positions. And what's GIS? Uh, geographic Information Systems. So okay. like anything that deals with data and mapping, um, pretty much someone is doing that back-end work with the data. Um, okay. I did a certificate program in that as well. Um, it was very enjoyable and you learn a lot, but I quickly realized... I don't want to be looking at a computer every day and <laughs> working with numbers and data. It's very interesting. And I think once you know what it is, um, you can see how it's applied in almost every single industry, not just government. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as what I did my senior year, um, I started applying for internships. Um, I ended up getting an internship, multiple internships, one with United Way of Pierce County. Okay. Um, in that position, I did some marketing um, and communications work for their uh, marketing director. So with that um, experience, I got a little bit of experience of working for a nonprofit, um, working in marketing and advertising. Um, I also, at the same time, got an internship for the City of Federal Way okay. for their economic development um, director. Um, so while I was wrapping up my senior year, I was doing those two internships. With the city, I did a lot of um, research, admin, uh, participated in community events, um, put together work orders and things like that. Um, I think that's where I got majority of my experience as far as working in local government. Yeah. Um, so I wrapped up that internship as I graduated, and I believe the week after I graduated, I started working for the city of Federal Way. So that's how I transitioned right when I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned uh, your positions in those other two internships because yeah. I can see where your title comes from now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay, great. So, so um, one of the things when it comes to <clears throat> projects in general, mm -hmm. um, 
sometimes we like it's easy to see how things are going to go and move when they're really small and you're starting something new. Yeah. Because uh, you get full flexibility in how you want to build it and do whatever. Cities, obviously, are something that are there, have been there for a very long time, and yeah. are going to be there well past your timing. So how was that for you stepping into, a, into these positions where you feel like you have to try and influence and help the city move forward, Yeah. but it's something that you're very, a small kind of blip on that? Yeah, so for people who've never worked in government or don't um, actively participate in government, um, I think it's, um, they get, some people typically get frustrated with how government processes work. Yeah. You know, we have a responsibility to our community um, in, in everything that we do. So whether it's a project, um, permitting, um, we basically have to have an answer for everything back to the community. Why are we doing this? Um, what's our methodology? Um, did we do our research? Um, so I think in working in local government, it's interesting to see, you know, you may think you have one answer, but then you're like, wait, let me check with five other groups, five other boards, five other organizations. Yeah. Let's check with the business community. Um, most of government is making sure that everyone's opinions are being heard. So it's not just one person making the shots. So even though I might be a small part of, you know, the overall picture, yep. um, I know that my work is meaningful, even if, you know, my name is not on the project, you know, I know I played an active role in getting that development or that project out there, even as something as simple as, you know, hosting a community event, you know, like movies in the park people it's just an activity for the community to come out and enjoy yeah. um, but you see the impact that it has with you know businesses uh, local organizations the community members um, it's just really uh, gratifying and satisfying to see kind of um, how my small role ultimately played um, a part in the bigger picture yeah yeah cool so what was that like getting started with federal way and just <laughs> because i'm terrible when it comes to geography population numbers yeah. all that stuff how big is federal way in comparison to you know stanwood or others yeah work? so federal way um is a population of over a hundred thousand okay um so a lot bigger than stanwood and kameno just, uh, just a little bit but <laughs> um and as far as what the community is like um it's funny because my entire world was always in Pierce and King County. Yeah. I never really went past Seattle. Okay. So moving up to Standard was a pretty big jump for me. Yeah. Um, but I always say, yeah, I live right next to Wild Waves Theme Park. And some people who never drive south of Everett, you know, they're like, what is Wild Waves? <laughs> and I was like, it's the wa only water park, theme park in Washington State. Um, but then I realized, like, I was in such a small not small bubble, but in my own little <laughs> world down south. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Federal Way has a lot of great things. Um, we have, I could probably list, if you think of any type of restaurant, they probably have that restaurant. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of great features outside of just Wild Waves. They have, you know, the Rhododendron Gardens. Um, we have a lot of great parks similar to Stanwood, I would say. Um, and there's a very uh, rich and diverse community in Federal Way. Okay. Um, and I grew up in the public school systems in Federal Way as well. So um, uh, I, I enjoyed my time in Federal Way. And I think there's a lot of uh, development happening in Federal Way as well with light rail coming in. They yeah. have a station there opening up soon. So even when I visit Federal Way now, I'm like, I don't recognize this city anymore. There's so much new stuff happening. So yeah. um, kind of similar to, I think, a lot of the development happening in Stanwood, but at a different scale. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of changes happening. Yeah. So what was your, uh, when you got brought on to, uh, when you got hired by Federal Way, the city, 
what did what was your job position there? Yeah, so I initially started off, um, I can't remember the exact title, but so the City of Federal Way at that time had a fairly new performing arts and event center. Okay. So it was a city-owned venue. Uh, they opened in, I believe, 2017 or 2018. So I came on as their kind of marketing person for that venue. Okay. Um, and I graduated. So, yeah, it was the marketing position. And um, it... Long story short, a management company came in. I still work for the city, but I was an employee of the management company. Okay. So I was the sales and marketing manager at the Performing Arts and Event Center. Okay. So that meant, you know, advertising the venue, advertising the shows, the concerts, uh, renting out the venue hall spaces for weddings, meetings, corporate meetings, things like that. So it was kind of a dual position. Okay. So when it comes to, uh, because from your background, it doesn't sound, I mean, I'm sure you have like little bits of... uh, marketing experience and like classes and stuff but like where did your bulk of your marketing experience come from or did you kind of have to learn that on the job um i obviously didn't graduate with a degree you know in business or marketing a lot of it was um just learned experiences so through my internships um on the job learning Mm -hmm. um and just reaching out to other, you know, um, colleagues that have been in the marketing and, um, you know, advertising world for a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Um, seeing what their methodology were, um, because I, I honestly came in, I was like, okay, how do I write a marketing plan? How do I spend yeah. marketing dollars? How do I advertise a venue? Um, a lot of it's just asking questions, seeing what other people have done. Um, and it's really a trial and error, I think, type of a learning. Yeah. Just seeing what works for you, what works for your job. Um, but a lot of it was just learned experience. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the things I find with marketing uh, is sometimes it feels like you're just kind of... Uh, sh- spraying and praying and it's kind of like yeah. you're shooting into the dark and you hope that you hear something say ow or something you know yeah. um, <laughs> um, for you did you feel like as you kept doing this that you eventually got to this point where you started being able to hone in on what was and wasn't working or um, I, I think it depends um, I think the, the most important thing especially for me in that position was knowing what the community wanted or w- wanted to see mm-hmm. um it was great that I was able to live and work in the same community. I literally drove like two or three blocks to get to work. So it was like a one minute drive. So I knew where everything was in town. So while yes, my responsibilities were to advertise the venue even beyond the region, um, because we were a city owned venue, we had an obligation to hear what the community wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of shows did they want to see? What kind of events did they want to see hosted in the venue? So a lot of it, not just in marketing, but even in economic development is just making these relationships and making these connections, mm-hmm. hearing what people are wanting, how can we collaborate? So a lot of it is just managing relationships yep. and um, pe- people think there's a science behind it, but it's really just sitting down with people, getting a cup of coffee, or having a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that typically is all that it takes to kind of facilitate these conversations. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so how long were you working with the city of federal way then? So I was with the City of Federal Way because um, I came here last year. So it was about two to three years. Okay. Um, and I was in that position for about two to three years, but I also still continued um, to work directly with the City of Federal Way with their Economic Development Director okay. um, under the mayor's office. So I helped assist in some of their projects as well. Um, and then from that position at the Performing Arts and Event Center, um, I eventually came up to Stanwood. Um, 
I actually found the job listing because my previous director emailed it to me okay. and said, hey, I think you'd be a great fit for this job. And I was like, okay. And I look at the email, I was like, where is Stanwood? <laughs> um, let me do a quick Google search. And I was like, okay, I've never been here. Let's go drive up and see what it's like. Um, but that's how I ultimately ended up hearing about this position. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So what kind <clears throat> of intrigued you about the moving to this Camino Stanwood area and then uh, this position versus what you were already doing? Yeah. So when I finished school, I never thought I was going to be in marketing. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, I didn't study that. So I was like, but not that I didn't um, enjoy my time at the Performing Arts and Events Center, but um, w the projects that I worked on with the City of Federal Way kind of more aligned with what I thought I would be doing out of school. Okay. And even after I graduated, I never thought I was going to be in economic development. The only reason I am in the position that I am in now is because of my internship with the City of Federal Way. Okay. You know, the, um, the director there really opened up my eyes on, okay, what is economic development? What kind of hats do you wear? Um, you basically play 10 different roles at the same time. Yep. Um, and when I saw the position for Stanwood open, um, obviously Stanwood is a much smaller community. So I was like, okay, to start my career in economic development, what kind of community can I envision myself um, launching my career? Yeah. And I really appreciate the fact that Stanwood was taking the initiative to hire somebody in this position. You know, we're a smaller rural community. Yeah. But they were forward thinking to say, okay, let's have someone come in to do economic development and marketing. So I was like, okay, I think I like the direction where their plans are going. Um, I did some research on the city website on the current projects they were working on. And I really liked what Stanwood was doing. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was like, okay, I, I think I like this community. I'm going to apply for the job, and here I am. So Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So um, for the for economic development, um, again, sounds pretty self-explanatory, but yeah. what does that mean in, you know, translating it from, like, what you would imagine it would be to what is it really? Yeah, so... I think that was one of my questions in my interview. Like, what does economic development mean to you? And in all reality, my honest, genuine answer is it really depends on who you ask. Whether you're asking a business owner, mm -hmm. whether you're asking a government employee, whether you're asking, you know, a mom living in the community, everybody can have different answers. Yeah. And what I like to say is depending on how you're looking at economic development, you know, from a business perspective is, you know, how can we foster a healthy business community? Yeah. How can we retain businesses? How can we recruit businesses? Maybe from a nonprofit perspective is how can we serve our community? How can we serve um, the underprivileged? Yeah. So in the end, it's really essentially what are your goals and how can we reach those goals as a community or as an economy? Um, that's kind of the way I like to look at it. It's yeah. not not just numbers and not just how much money can we bring into the community, which is great, but it's really making sure that the goals are being met by whoever you're asking. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, um, so then, uh, did Stanwood have this position filled prior to you being here? Um, as far as my understanding, I don't believe so. I believe this was a new position. There may have been, um, maybe different positions under a different name, but as, as far as my title goes, brand new position. Okay. Um, so this was a transition for the city as well. Okay. Um, figuring out how does this position fit in with the existing departments, um, with the existing staff. Um, so it was definitely kind of a learning period this last year. Um, but I think we've gotten to a really good place where um, people 
kind of understand now more of what I do yep. and how I can play a supporting role or um, assist in their projects as well. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so talk us through that. So you, you got started, you got the job. What did day one and kind of that first start look like for you? Yeah. So I got the job last year of 2021. Um, I started in May. So it's been about a year now. Uh, I was still living in Federal Way at that point. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the funny thing was I thought I was going to be able to find, you know, a temporary apartment maybe uh, for a few months while we're house hunting. Uh, we looked at all the apartments in the area, even as far as Arlington and Marysville, and they were all booked up, Yeah, um, which was so crazy to me. And even the ones that did have availability opening up, um, I had my dogs too, so we had to find somewhere that would take our dogs. Yep. So it was just, it was very hard to find a place. Um, so eventually we ended up finding an Airbnb um, just a little bit south of Stanwood. Okay. So I was actually commuting from the Airbnb up, up until the point we found our house on Kameno. Okay. So I was doing that for a few months, um, but we eventually found our house on Kameno um, at the end of the summer. Okay. And that's when me and my husband fully packed up everything in Federal Way and transitioned up here to Stanwood and Camino. Nice. Yeah. So what what does the first year of working within the city look like for you? So first year, there was a lot of, um, I want to say, growing pains and learning pains. Um, I've got, since I've been here, I've been through two city administrators. So <laughs> things have wow. shifted. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had different supervisors. I've been in different departments. Um, but I think we've gotten to the point. So now I report to our community development director, Patricia Love. Okay. Um, and we have our, you know, our planners, our senior planners. We have our building officials. We have our um, our associate planners. So um, the first year was a lot of learning. Just what are what what does Stanwood do? What are their processes and procedures? How can I bring my um, I don't want like my knowledge and my experience and how can I apply it in the way that they want to use my experience. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it was just learning. And my favorite thing to say in the office was, you know, we have some city employees that have been working for the city, you know, for 10 plus years. So mm -hmm. they know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to come in acting like I know what's going on with the city because, you know, I'm new. I'm still learning. Yeah. So my my favorite thing was just going to some of the, you know, more experienced city employees and asking, hey, how did we do this in the past? Uh, well, how was this done? Um, just learning about the past, I think, really helped me move forward with, you know, whether it was starting new initiatives, starting new processes. Uh, a lot of it was just learning for the first year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So what were some of the first uh, projects that you started working on? Um, so from day one, um, I, I don't know if I would call them projects, but part of my, um, you know, job responsibilities is, um, managing our business licenses. So it's kind of boring. <laughs> you just manage a business directory. Um, but a lot of it was cleaning up the data we had. Um, uh, how can we use the data to look at, okay, what are we lacking in Stanwood? What should we be recruiting? How should we be helping our current businesses? Um, so that's an ongoing project with our business directory. Another more more fun side of my job, I would say, is our special events. So I, I process all of our special event permits. So okay. if you want to shut down the road, if you want to rent a park and do a community event, um, I receive all those applications. And one of the first things I remember starting was, and this is, I started during COVID, so obviously there were not that many events last right. year. But when I looked at the calendar years in the past, there were tons of events in Stanwood and Kameno. Yeah. And I was so confused because I was like, why is a community 
of 7,000 on Stanwood and, you know, 15,000 on Camino, there was like 20, 30 events every year and they're very well attended. They're yeah. not just small community events. Right. Um, so that was really interesting to see that, you know, the community and the region um, see Stanwood and Camino as a destination to come out for these special events. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, the uh, the city of Stanwood has gone through a lot of transitions yeah. uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we, so we moved here uh, to Camino Island in 95. Okay. Um, and at that point, when you drove through Stanwood, um, I mean, Camino had no lights on it. Uh-huh. When you drove through Stanwood at that time, basically lights were out by like 7 p.m. or so. Yeah, yeah. Like the city was completely dark. There yeah. was nothing open. So yeah. um, to see where it is now... Um, Stanwood has gone through a lot of transitions, obviously, but it's it's become it's gone from this like kind of this like secondary town of like you know having had twin uh, Twin City Foods there, and yeah, that kind of being a the massive piece of it, yeah. and uh, to becoming a little bit more of a kind of a cute downtown, like a small rural town, yeah, yeah, but with enough stuff in it that yeah. you can you can get most of your things there and stay pretty local and yeah and even you know i'm coming from federal way federal way has you can pretty much name like any big box store yeah. um you really don't have to leave federal way to get most of your services yeah. um obviously we don't have that many big box stores in stanwood you know we have our grocery stores yeah. and things like that but for the most part, even like now that I live here, if I have to leave I-5, I'm like, that's going to be a trip. So yeah. I try to get as many of my services or things that I need met either on Camino or on Stanwood. Yep. And even as I'm, I moved here, when I bring my friends and family to check out, you know, they're like, what's in Stanwood? What's in Camino? Yeah. They're kind of taken back and they're like, wow, there's actually a lot of great restaurants and a lot of great shops. You know, Camino has great parks. So they realize there's this area that they've never been to up north. And they're like, okay, so now you have a house here. So we're going to come out every summer. (laughs) Go crabbing. Yeah, go crabbing, go to the beaches. Um, So I think Stanwood and Camino, they have such a strong um, identity with, especially with like the local businesses. Yeah. and yes, you still need to obviously go out of town if you need to go to the Costco's yeah. and the Walmarts. But for the most part, and most people I've spoken with, they try to stay in town. Um, and it looks like most of the stuff that they need are here. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's always Amazon and yeah. you know <laughs> the online deliveries, which I've been taking advantage of. So, yeah. um, But for the most part, I, I try to stay within the community if I can. Yeah. yeah. So when you mentioned that uh, looking at kind of the business directory of all the businesses in Mm -hmm. town and and seeing businesses that are um, or services or things like that that aren't quite being met. Yeah. Do you um, do you guys go and look at other like, say, Mount Vernon, things like that? Do you look at like small businesses that are doing that or do you look at like the not Walmart, but like, you know, the bigger businesses? Well, I think it's a combination, um, obviously, with. Um, any jurisdiction or any community, um, whatever land you have available will dictate what kind of businesses will be able to come into your community. Um, and also with zoning. So, um, for instance, I was just talking about, um, downtown on the brick road. Um, I think almost all the stores there are filled. Um, and as soon as a business leaves, another one comes in. So what I like to look at it is, we do look at a combination of, okay, what are we maybe lacking in? And is there a way we can encourage a business to um, bring those services into Stanwood? Yeah. Or maybe it's an existing business that we already have 
and maybe we can provide resources where they can enhance their services or maybe broaden um, what they do. Yeah. Because I think we already have a great uh, amount of businesses in Stanwood yeah. and Kameno itself. And it's not just how can we get the next big business here? Yeah. It's how can we support the existing businesses because they're truly the heart of our community. Yeah. Um, so I like to look at it more of, Let's um, retain our current businesses yeah. and give them the support and help they need versus waiting for another business to come in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So um, over this last year, then, what are what are some of the projects that you guys have currently in motion that you're looking forward to over this next year? Yeah. So city's doing a lot of things right now. Uh, one of the projects that I'm overseeing is our city beautification project. Um, one element of that project is our downtown revitalization. And we called it the Twin City Mile Project. Okay. So um, for those that may not be familiar with the history of Stanwood, Stanwood used to be two different um, cities. So there was Stanwood and East Stanwood. That's why we kind of have two different downtown districts. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, the downtown strip on 271st, and then we have the downtown uh, strip on the brick road. Yeah. So we called it the Twin City Mile because from City Hall all the way to the train tracks on 271st, it's almost exactly a mile. Okay. So we're focusing on that mile stretch, and that's our downtown core. So within this uh, city beautification project, what are some projects that the downtown community wants to see be implemented or be planned for the future, whether that's um, beautifying the streets with planters, benches, um, pocket parks, or maybe it's more... um, uh, bigger projects such as, okay, how are we going to maintain the brick road? How are we going to make it event friendly? How are we going to make it ADA friendly? Um, so some of these projects are scoped, you know, for the next year. Some will be five-year projects, 10-year yeah. projects. Um, but right now we have a community survey that we're wrapping up um, where we're asking the community, okay, what do you want to see in downtown as a pedestrian, as a driver? What are the elements that you want to see? Yeah. Um, so we did a... a two meetings so far with our steering committee, which involved business owners, community members, organizations of what do they see as a downtown resident? What would they like to see? And getting their opinion and coming to a 10% design plan by the end of this fall and presenting that to city council. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Now, one of the projects that you mentioned uh, at the chamber meeting that I saw you at um, was Discover Stanwood Camino. Yes. Um, and that has, has that fallen back under you then? Yes. So a lot of transitions with that as well. So yeah. uh, Discover Stanwood Camino is um, operated by the city. So that falls under my umbrella as well. So okay. that's kind of my, that, my marketing part of my position. Um, so for those who may not be familiar with Discover Stanwood Camino, it is our um, tourism initiative through the city. Um, we have an online uh, directory and website where businesses and organizations can go on to share um, their businesses. They can share their events and really look at in, looking at Stanwood and Kameno from a visitor perspective. Mm-hmm. So like I mentioned, when I f- first applied for the job, one of the first things I did was drive to Stanwood and Kameno to yep. see what it was like. So I did a Google search, you know, what's there to do in town and discover Stanwood and Kameno were one of the you know top websites to pop up. And I, at that point, I obviously knew it was a city website because I looked at the job listing. So I was doing my research, but I was like, wow, this is actually a really great website. If I didn't know anything about Stanwood or Kameno, um, will it tell me where I need to go eat, where I need to go if I wanted to go to a park or just, you know, relax in town. Um, so 
essentially we are trying to utilize this tool to promote all of our businesses and all of our um, tourist-based activities on the website. Yeah. Um, and it's really a tool for the businesses to take advantage of to further promote their efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then uh, a lot of the parks in Stanwood, um, I know Church Creek has gone through quite a bit of, of evolution because yeah. it's kind of, it's had its rough days for sure. Yeah. Like I remember as a kid, we would go out there and uh, play on the pr- playground and stuff. And then there was a, a time period where it wasn't the most popular park to go visit. Yeah. Um, but uh, how, how have you kind of worked on that with the, the parks in the Stanwood area? Yeah, so... Um Parks doesn't fall under fall under my umbrella, but I work closely with our planners. Um, so the city just approved um, a transition. So we we didn't we don't have a parks department. Okay. So everything fell under public works essentially. Okay. Um, but there was um, conversations within the community and within the city of okay, do we have enough capacity to support uh, parks uh, department? Yeah. So uh, we do have. I don't want to say it's a full parks department, but we do have um, an existing parks department. So we have a parks um, manager or planner. I don't know what the exact title is. Yep. And we do have dedicated city staff okay. that kind of maintain the parks as well. Yep. Um, you know, there are all the other parks as well, such as Hamilton and Ovenel that are kind of just like, okay, what's going to happen with those properties? Yeah. Um, and I think th- both of those, I, I can't speak on specifics because I'm not well versed in those projects, but, you know, those are going to be, you know, long-term projects with, you know, what does the pro- the community want to see happen at Ovenell or Hamilton? Yeah. I think there's a lot of great opportunities. I think they're in great locations. Yeah. Um, I obviously don't know what Church Creek looked like, you know, five, ten years ago. Yeah. But from my um, few times I've been there, I've always seen people utilizing the park. I know yeah. they have, like, the the golf court, the, the disc golf course, yeah. um, the, the picnic areas, the basketball courts. Um, we have a, also an avid pickleball group that wants to uh, expand pickleball in yeah. Stanwood and Kameno. Um, so I think overall the community is very supportive of the parks. Yeah. Um, so I'm just very excited to see the changes that will happen in both Church Creek, Heritage, and then our future parks in Hamilton and Ovenel. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I've heard, um, I mean, the Ovenel Park, you know, every time you drive onto Kamena, you see it on the yeah, left-hand yeah. side. Uh, I heard that it hit some uh, kind of stops along the way. Is it still moving forward? Um, um, I, I, that's one of the projects where I, I know that's going to be like probably a five, 10 year project. Um, I don't know as far as if we've hit any roadblocks. I know there's, um, rich, like we have to follow the guidelines of what we're allowed to develop on that property. Okay. Um, but we're so early in that stage on that project. I think it's more of, let's see what we can do with, you know, Church Creek, um, Hamilton and, um, Heritage Park. Yeah. Because Heritage is also utilized a lot. And yeah. I went there for the first time, you know, last year and I was like, wow, we have these great fields. People are always walking their dogs here. So, um, I think I think we have two great existing parks, and I think they're just going to cur- uh, expand further. Yeah, yeah, very cool, um, awesome. So, what are um, you know? We're finally coming out of this uh, with COVID and everything. So, what are some of the big events that you guys have planned over the next years or you know coming up? Yeah, so. Um, I want to say we're kind of post-COVID now, <laughs> so yes. we do see a lot more organizations um, wanting to host special events. So at the beginning of this year, we had Glass Quest, obviously, yep. one of the biggest events here. Um, next month, or actually this month, this Saturday, we have the Pickers Market um, on 271st in downtown. This okay. is a 
first time event that one of the local businesses are hosting. Um, so it's going to be a family friendly event with vendors coming out. Um, next month we have our uh, Twin City Idlers Car Show is coming back uh, in June. Nice. Um, you know, we also have the fair coming back. So the Rotary is hosting their community parade again. Okay. Um, and then as far as city events, um, we are planning for National Night Out. We are planning for Touch a Truck. Okay. Um, and we are um, planning for movies in the park as well. That's a little uh, early <laughs> access for movies in the park. Okay. Um, so we'll be hosting some of those events as well. Um, but I think people are getting a little bit more comfortable with coming out um, and, you know, people are getting more vaccinated and things like that. So I can I see a lot more uh, events coming back and more new events wanting to participate as well. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And how is the city um, hoping to or planning to work with the two local chambers in the area? Yeah, so I, I'm a member of both of the chambers, the Stanwood and the Camino Chamber. Um, I, I don't think it's like necessarily a plan per se, but it's, um, like I mentioned, it's maintaining those relationships. So I um, actively reach out to Jessica at the Camino Chamber. Mm-hmm. I actively reach out to Cassie at the Stanwood Chamber. Yeah. Seeing where can we, can we collaborate? Do you guys need assistance? Do you guys need a connection with the business? Um, do the businesses that are part of your membership are they looking for support from the city in a specific uh, aspect? Yeah. Um, so it's really checking in with these groups. Um, I feel like some communities, they just expect the chambers to kind of run and operate on their own. Yeah. But I think it's, it's we all have the same goal to support our business community. Yeah. So it's making sure, we, you know, we don't need to do the same work twice, essentially. Right. It's how can the city use their resources to help and how can the chamber assist as well? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Okay. So the first one is, uh, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months? So it's going to kind of sound boring, um, but since I'm a relatively new homeowner here, (laughs) I've been kind of fixing up the house, um, getting more furniture added. Um, I bought a electric fireplace. We don't have a fireplace in the home, but it it didn't match the rest of my furniture. It was like a different color. So... I've never done this before. I've never re, you know, furbished furniture, but I bought, you know, primer. I bought paint. I got a sander, um, and I just went to it, and it actually turned out really nice. Nice. It matches with the rest of my living room now, so that was probably one of my most recent purchases I've been very happy with. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Who is the most influential person outside of your family in your life? Um, outside of my family, um, at least in my, like, career and in my professional life, I would probably say um, Tim Johnson. He was the economic development director for the city of Federal Way. Okay. I would not be here doing what I do if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, and I still uh, connect with him to say, hey, I know you're doing much bigger projects than I am, but can you, like, take a look at this and see what you think? Um, and he's had over, you know, 30, 40 years of experience in economic development. So nice. um, he's a great resource that I have, and I always look up to him um, for all my professional needs. So, Very yeah. Very cool. All right. This is a fill-in-the-blank question. I know this is weird, but I've always wanted to blank. Um, I don't know if it's weird, but I've always wanted to learn how to drive stick. Okay. So <laughs> I've tried and I failed. Um, my husband actually has a manual car, and he's had it for 
like 10 years now probably, and I still don't know how to drive it. <laughs> so um, we have two cars, but if anything happens when he's driving the other car, I always say like, I need to learn, otherwise I'm just never gonna be able to drive. So I, I eventually want to learn how to drive stick one day. All right, well you better get out there and do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community, or uh, just in general that I should interview next? Um, I'll probably pick somebody from City Hall. Um, I would probably pick either um, my director, Patricia Love. Um, she's been with the city for several years now, and she's also um, a local. She lives on Camino as well. I think she has a lot of experience and knowledge, and I think she'd be someone great to interview. Um, another person I think would be great would be our city administrator, um, Sean Smith. Um, he became a, our uh, city administrator earlier this year, I believe, and um, I think he has a lot of experience as well. He's been with the city for several years as well. Um, and he's coming from actually from an engineer perspective. So I think he might have some interesting um, things um, to kind of share about the city. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. All right. And lastly, what piece of advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Um, I'm still <laughs> relatively young. <laughs> so maybe just go a few years back. But um, it might sound a little cliche, but I think I wouldn't change anything I've done so far. Um, ultimately, everything that I did got me to where I am in my life right now. Yeah. Um, I never thought I'd be living in Stanwood and Kameno, but um, all of my actions led me to this point. So um, to any young person, just you know, keep working hard, um, keep yourself busy, and you may find you know, your passion in something that you know, you never thought would be. I never thought I'd be in economic development, but here I am and I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, so I think, and also reach out to other people um, that have more experience than you and they'll be able to um, help you grow and learn as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, Brandon. All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Sarah Cho for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to commandocommons.com slash podcast. That's commandocommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.